It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Welcome to the Challenge All-Stars 3 Rehab Podcast for Episode 6. I am Brian Cohn. No alley this week, but we are joined by the great Rourke. Rourke, how are you? I'm great. You know, l- lawyers helping lawyers right now. Exactly. Lawyers get the <laughs> lawyer alliance. You don't, don't go against it. One pops out, the other one pops right back in. Yeah, we what we make what we make up for in our lack of physical ability, we will. <laughs> we, we can do it. That's uh, going to be our weak point. Right, that's the tag. That's the top line of the resume. No physical ability, but we we support each other. We're there exactly. Yeah. So, how are you? How are you doing? How how are you enjoying the season? How's life? How's everything going? Uh, it's good. I mean, as as you know from working with Allie for so long, I'm I'm now on that similar work lifestyle train. Um, Mm -hmm. but so that's it. Like honestly, I spend like you know, 80% of my life doing work or thinking about work. And then the, you know, the show. So in general now, TV shows are like, TV shows have become even more of a blissful retreat to me. Mm -hmm. And I will say even like, even though everything, you know, everything is flawed, the show is flawed. And yet Mm -hmm. it really brings me, it brings me like a lot of joy. I, it, it's a peaceful respite. I, 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 it's, it's just nice. It's a nice to watch right now, you know? No, totally. I think the challenge, the, the challenge proper has had a lot of interesting, problematic, not so great moments over the years, but all stars itself just feels so it, like, it's so pleasant. It's an easy watch. It's also, you know, it's a shorter episode, shorter seasons. You can just pop it up, pop it on and just let it wash all over you. Like, you know, exactly. Like, you deeply about it. Although I guess we do podcasting about it but for the viewer they could just you know let it just all happen in front of them and just enjoy it for what it is and sometimes i think the challenge proper has kind of lost that a little bit over the le- over the last few seasons but with the uh, all-stars itself it's it's just been a, a very enjoyable experience even with this season not being that great i think last season is probably better but we could talk about that but even in a not as enjoyable or not as uh exciting season it's still pretty enjoyable totally and okay i have a quick story and then a question Please. about if you want to talk about something. So first, I I went to the finale party for forty one, the forty first season of Survivor. So mm-hmm. back in December of twenty twenty one, and a former Survivor player is now a producer on the challenge, Ooh, and she brought Darrell and Anissa with her because they were in town for some promo stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately was like, fuck everyone else. I'm only talking to you two. Right. Right. They loved me. It was great. And Amazing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. They they looked really not thrilled. But um, <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. Um, so I Durrell. So I talked to Durrell for quite some time. Number one, it was the day after that arrest that TMZ broke a little while oh. later. <laughs> Poor timing there. And so he, no, he, we were like talking, we were just talking about stuff, whatever. And he goes, Oh, so what do you do? And I said, I'm a lawyer. And he goes, I might need your help. And I said, <laughs> I cannot give legal advice. And, um, cause, oh, he, oh, no, no, he asked me what kind. And I, mm-hmm. I, I said, and he only hears, the answer is civil defense. Right. And he goes, he only hears the word defense. And he goes, I'm going to mm-hmm. need help. No. So then he explains what happened. It was, I texted Allie, of course, and she's. And we're like, this is not what what he told. We were like, this can't be what happened. He gave me mm-hmm. a very PG, not my fault. I did nothing wrong version of what ended up breaking. And I was like, what ended, what ended up the story that broke was so much more 
obvious. Like, of course it was that. Anyway, so that was incredible. But just in terms of production, I was asking him about the show, like proper versus all stars and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. he said, he was like, I'd be really hard pressed to go back to proper. He said, all stars is so much better that Mm -hmm. the, the production teams are different and the production of all stars. He's like, they treat us with so much respect. We get more calls home. It's Mm -hmm. a shorter schedule. Everyone's just in a good mood to be there. He, He was just saying it's like such a better vibe. And I think you do feel that. Definitely, especially the calls back home. I feel like each episode we've had at least one or two people have these moments where you could talk about their family, they're talking about what they're playing for. And I think, uh, you know, you don't really see that as much on proper just because, again, the cast is younger. They're in different stages of life. They probably, a lot of them don't have families back home. If they're calling someone, it's just like their significant other or like a, a sibling or a parent or something. It's like a different vibe as opposed to checking in on your parents or checking in on your kids and seeing how they're doing and like their math homework and seeing how everything's going back home. So uh, I would imagine for a lot of the people who do All-Stars, part of the reason that they would only do it is if they are allowed to check back in. They're like, you know, if I'm going to go away for four or five weeks, I can't like be totally out of the picture and leave my uh, significant other or my parents or whoever leave whoever's watching my kids all alone. Like I need to be able to check on them. So the fact that they are that accommodating allows them to get people who might not necessarily have been doing this in the first place. So I, I, I think that totally checks out. And I think even just like you said, the vibes of the season, people are just so much happier. There's much better moods. It's just, uh, it's a it's a very different it's almost two different shows at this point even though it's kind of the same concept but it's it's 100%. very different between the two shows. So then speaking of spin-offs, should we talk about this CBS version? Yeah, so do we want to, we could talk about the jump or do you want to save that for the end in case people that like are trying to avoid it at all? Let's let's talk oh, about All enough, Stars first. Okay. Let's let's do that first and then cuz I definitely want to get your thoughts on the CBS version and everything about it. So, but let's let's do episode 6 first and then if anyone doesn't care about the CBS version or I don't know how you wouldn't. I feel like that's I feel like that's getting a lot of uh buzz a little bit in the in the streets right now, but we'll save that for the end. So, Okay. For episodes, so first for All Stars three, how how are you feeling about the season? I said I thought last season was a little bit better, a little bit more exciting. But what have what have been your thoughts so far? Yeah, this it's 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 never fun when, and it's the same can be said about Survivor. It's never fun when the result is sort of presumed by the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode, right? And we've just had this really powerful group kind of running train on the rest of everyone right now. And that's just like not super exciting. The the most exciting thing was the Wes element of last episode. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm, I'm glad somebody else finally won at least Kellyanne won right. this week. Like, thank God we needed that. And, um, and then like Naya's photo finish, like, the, you know, like there are moments always. Right. But I, I think the overall narrative arc is predictable. Yeah. And I think even within this season, it's been kind of interesting how the guys and girls are kind of playing two very separate games. The guys are kind of playing a pretty old school of like sticking to one specific game plan. Like this is just who's going in each time. They're not a lot of, you know, strategy or like really the alliances, just like the group of people that have just known each other forever in, in West Nehemiah, Brad, Derek, like that group of people. Um, so there's not a lot of intrigue with the guys. The girls side of it has had a little bit more kind of strategy, like intrigue with some of the decisions, like who, even who, who people are giving the sabotage to. Um, and I wonder what I've noticed. I don't think I've even realized this until this episode. All of the challenges have been uh, split between men and women. They have men heat, women heat, where the last couple of seasons, they've done a lot more intermingling, whether it's like pairing them with, with individual people or doing groups of teams. Mm. And I wonder if that's impacting some of like the strategy because there's, you know, it's, it is very segmented this season between the men and the women. Do you like that they haven't really been pairing people together or doing groups of teams or, or anything? It's been very individual this season. That's a good point. And it means that you get to silo your strategy to your point, right? Right. Like the men don't need the women to accomplish their goals and vice versa. And that probably is. That's probably less interesting to the viewer on, on balance, because I think on a show like this, you know, you know, the saying like, 
you can't go with 15 people to a blockbuster and come out with one movie, right? It's a version of like too many cooks in the kitchen. And for, wow. uh, for the kids back home, blockbuster is a place where you would go really with red, not going for much longer. Damn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, um, so in a way, though, that makes for like good TV in a situation mm-hmm. where you do need to agree on one movie and being one person to go in. And so I think it could be. It, it is more interesting when you have them all trying to figure this out together. The only moments where you see some pushback between the strategies is in the authority. Or is that what it's called? Yeah. The authority. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's a and good even, thought. I had it. I had not, that was not actively in my mind, but yeah. Cause even, even this week's with the authority with Brad and Kellyanne, they both pretty quickly came to the decision of like, yeah, you could just pick for the Kellyanne pick for the women. I'll pick for the guys. Cause none of them were really going after anyone in particular who they cared about that deeply. Um, so they yeah, just like, all right, whoever, who are you, whoever you want is fine with me. Cause I think even Brad said like, it doesn't really impact my game at all who Kellyanne picks. So, uh, she can do what she wants and I'll do what I want. And and that, that that's not what we really want. We want to have a little bit more intrigue and debate. And I also kind of think we got a little bit unlucky the last two weeks where, especially on the guy side, because, uh, last two weeks is when they shifted the authority from uh, six people, three from each side, down to one from each side, two people. And Brad wins both of them. And Brad is like the only one on the guy side and his nemesis, MJ, that has a specific target in mind. Yeah. So if we had even a Jordan or a Wes or like anyone else in there, like, I don't think it would have been as straightforward as an MJ going in. We just it just so happened that Brad is just so specific on his target that we just lost all intrigue these last two weeks with Brad winning. Unfortunately, I do not enjoy Brad. Not a, not a Brad guy. Not, not a Brad person at all. Well, what, uh, what irks him about? We got a lot of what irks people about Kellyanne. What irks you about, uh, Brad? I mean, where, where do I begin? Like <laughs> we know his history, right? Like people know this. Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's had his relationship troubles over the years. Yeah, a, a few. And I think there's some, like, de- like isn't there some weird drive, like a, wasn't there, like, a DUI with the kids in there? I don't want to, like, slander him, but, like, it, wasn't there something? I don't know the exact details on that. I hope that's not the case, especially with the kids involved. Um, but that would not be great for Brad's look, if that yeah. was true. Anyway, I just think he's, like, kind of skeezy, and I like want the oh oh Brittany was arrested for the DUI and the kids were involved okay there you go yes I remember this okay that's because because Tori uh, like got very upset right deservedly so very anyway yeah anyway what about the what about the beard for Brad how does how does that play so bad (laughs) it's so bad is it too much it needs to be trimmed back a little yeah a a little yeah (laughs) way back so but yeah but i mean he keeps winning so you know that's good on him but yeah not sometimes not the best uh in other in other circumstances and then we start off the episode with a little bit about mj uh and his knee where it seems like mark is not fully buying it mj's trying to sell it that in one instance he's selling it that you know i can barely move so you know don't go after me but then He's going into it, might be going into elimination. He's like, actually, I'm totally fine. I'm going to like beat your ass if I get in there. Um, so, wh- A, where do you think his knee really stands? And like, we haven't really seen anyone like really openly mess around with an injury kind of playing up. Do you like this as a strategy for MJ? If it is a strategy, it's a creative one. It, I feel like it became kind of like Chekhov's knee. Like, where did this go? Right. Yeah, it didn't really go anywhere because he yeah. kind of like in his elimination. He obviously didn't have to use his knee. Um, right. We see the daily. He's like, I'm going to save my knee. Um, so yeah, we did f- spend a lot of focus on the knee for it not to like blow up or you know him overcome it at a certain point. It was just kind of floating out there and kind of went out with a whimper. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a funny side effect of this version of the challenge where. Not to say that they actually don't get injured to a degree that I think is inappropriate on the main show, mm-hmm. but 
it's it, it is it is funny to me that this group is like oh my knee like my back mm-hmm. like it's always <laughs> like which i relate to um as a 32 year old woman but right. um but yeah no i i do i do love that like trope sort of weaved through this whole series yeah that's the type of thing you don't ever see on a survivor because even if people come back on survivor no one's like even the people that come back right after they have some downtime to like recover like no one's doing like so many seasons back, back to back, to back the way, yeah. Uh, the way the challenge is, so it, it is a very unique thing. Because uh, we even saw, I think, with Tyler, the first episode, he said he still was recovering from his broken ribs um, from even early on in season two. So it, it seemed like a lot of people were kind of coming in, coming in like eighty percent uh, health wise, uh, and MJ just couldn't seem to ever really get back to his full. You know. Full I state. think the tightest turnaround actually may have this is somebody somebody will correct me I think on the survivor trivia but wasn't was it Zeke who was on Millennial Gen X and then immediately turned around and was on Game Changers Definitely there was not somebody, that's a, that's there was a, Yeah that's a Jordan Taylor question we'll turn to him Okay because there was somebody mm-hmm. who immediately turned around and did Game Changers I know right. I'm very confident in that um and because like they got the call in Ponderosa and they were like basically just like come back in two right. weeks. Right. Anyway. But then also the different, at least in the filming, like you won't ever like I don't think you would see like if it was Zeke, Zeke being like, oh, you know, just like a few months after last season, like that wouldn't like be like a storyline on the show. Oh, no. Like, Survivor, oh, still not re- Survivor right, Pretends like, production doesn't exist. Exactly. Which I almost think would be interesting if they did have people film back to back and then them talk about on the show like oh i still haven't like fully gotten my nutritional numbers back up and i'm really it's really starting to hit me here on like day 10 i think that would be interesting the way they allow people to talk about back-to-back seasons on the challenge like that um yeah but, uh, yeah maybe then in the new in the new age of uh, survivor if they ever start bringing people back that could be uh that could be a thing but yeah not yet anyway yep um so we get sylvia openly talking about kellyanne will be getting the sabotage um which doesn't play out Kelly Kellyanne what do you do if you're Kellyanne in this season where you have really no one looking out for you outside of uh Kendall and now she's gone um how do you go about trying to win people over what would be your your thought process that's a good question I mean I think at some point you and I think this is kind of what she's doing at some point you just sort of like because I, I think your alternatives are like just let me be a number, please. I'll be mm. at the bottom of your alliance or just say, like, I guess I'm playing a solo game, right? Like, what would you do? You think there's a like a good solution to this? Yeah, I think I mean, if you get in a position of power like she is, like she was able to get into that, this is where you can kind of stake your claim of which direction you're going to go. Because if you get in power, you can be like, all right, I'm going to use this to build alliances or I'm going to use this to like completely wedge myself on the other side of the aisle. And I think with how shorten this season is and kind of everyone's thought process of like or just get me to the end and if I get the end I can try to win like she's so close to the end now where she's probably like let me just set myself up for the final and just do whatever I can and like and especially for Kellyanne who does seem to hold a grudge pretty strongly against mm-hmm. people um, I think if it was someone else like a John A that we've seen that has been trying even though she's kind of on the outside of the tree I was trying to repair those relationships for Kellyanne that's not like her mindset so she's just like oh, screw it these people have been against me the whole time I'm just 100% just going after them because how long do you think that the social capital of winning and being able to protect one of them lasts like don't you think they use her for that one vote and then are like, ha ha right. sucker. It's like, it's like on 24 where he's like, tell me the information and I won't kill you. Oh no, Jack Bauer right. is killing you. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of like the dilemma you're in where it's like, I could try to gain favor, but what, you know, there's no contract writing here. Like there's no, uh, yeah. they, they don't have to be held to this. Um, the only thing that they'd be held to is that we might be on another season together. And then like their word is, you know, worthless, but um, right. that's really all you can kind of bank on. So uh, for the daily, uh, the challenge is stacked. So a multi-stage uh, daily here. First, you have to scratch at a board to reveal a four-digit code. You have to run over, use that code to open a series of locks to get a paddle, um, to do a paddleboard race where a couple people get cut there. There's only, I think they start with seven, cuts down to five. Then you paddle out to puzzle pieces. Um, get to a puzzle station, two more get cut, and then you were solving a puzzle. I think it's the Michelle Fitzgerald style puzzle 
um, at the South Board. Mm, and mm-hmm. that's, that's how the, the winner gets it. So what, what did you think of uh, this daily? I was going to ask, do you like this tiered elimination uh, look? I do. I do like this style a lot. The only thing I didn't like was the middle portion be paddle boarding, which is such a specific skill set. I feel like you need to have, like, I'd rather it be more of a transferable thing, like running or uh, running and biking or, or something like that. That's people, more people have done. Like, I feel like if you don't paddle board, like you're just, you know, you're out of luck. Here. You're screwed. So um, I, I, I don't pa- like it. Was ha- very have you pa- Wait, have you paddle boarded, Brian? No, I have not. Okay. Paddle boarding is a lot easier than you think it is. I, it's not it's not hard to balance on that thing on the water it I is not it I, have, hard. I have absolutely shit balance and i'm like i can totally i'm i can paddleboard for a very long time oh interesting okay yeah. then that changes things all right then if it's not as difficult as i thought I, th- I thought it's like you know like trying to like learn how to like ride a bike in the water where you've never like done it before um, no it's like very easy um especially yeah so where it's hard is if you're in like a rocky part of the ocean but even that like I had to, I did this thing in Hawaii where you like paddleboard into the mouth of a hike and then you like leave the board and then hike in. It was like, it was very fun, but it was a fuck ton of paddleboarding and I was like pretty anxious about it and so easy. Okay. All right. Then, you know what, then that that changes things. The way just, um, I think it it was like who other girls like Kellyanne was talking about the way she was like smoking everyone and paddleboarding and everyone was like falling over. I was like, oh, then this is like, you know, kind of tilted toward someone who's done this before. But if I think at that point it's nerves. Right. Got yeah, it. like it you it is a it is a thing where you want you need stillness obviously. If you're like rocking back and forth yourself, you're going to fuck yourself. Right. But and so I think that she probably just had this feeling of like, "Oh, I've done this before. I can stay calm." And then did better. Right. Okay. Then you know what? Then I then I like it even more cuz I it definitely back, like Ryan. The, I take it back. It was the whole <laughs> the whole challenge was great. I think because I do like the multi-stage thing where people get cut along the way. Um, uh, I think uh, just from the viewer experience, it makes it easier for to follow. You don't have to track so many people. You're only tracking so uh, a few people near the end. Um, I, I think it play. I think I think it works very well. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. That's why I asked. I, I like yeah. I like that style too. Yeah. So for the sabotages, we have as I mentioned, Sylvia was seemed to be pretty locked on Kellyanne, and then she sees what the sabotage is, which is the person gets an extra lock, so they have to scratch out an extra an extra code. Um, and she feels that she'd rather give it to John A because, you know, with a puzzle at the end, that would be Kellyanne's kryptonite. So she doesn't think Kellyanne stands much of a chance. So she decides to give it to John A. What, what did you think of uh, this decision? Not bad logic. I, I think, and this is going to come up later when we talk about the elimination. I want to talk about what these people call a puzzle. Right. There was a lot of debate about puzzles and, and what kind of, what is a puzzle? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know that we saw a puzzle in this episode. Well, I think what so what would you constitute the daily? That's a puzzle, no? Or like is, a, is, a, is, a, is stacking a, a puzzle? It's a Jenga challenge. I don't know. Like it's not. It's not. It's not a puzzle. That's like if your kid is stacking blocks, you're not like my kid solved a puzzle. But if you had to get them in a specific order, I think that's a puzzle. So does a puzzle for you have to be like flat on the ground, like you know? 50 no, it piece can be puzzle. a three D. It can be a three D puzzle. But there was nothing like they were just color coded. It wasn't unclear which matched with mm-hmm. what, right? Like there was no, there was no mental work to figure out like what might go where. No, I do think there was because I think oh, with all was? the different sizes, I think with all the different sizes of pieces, um, like the pegs, you had to position them in a way where they would all line up flat. So I do think there. That's what it, I okay. do think there was a puzzle aspect. There. All right, fair enough. It wasn't as intricate where you had like three rows and you had to guess which is one. Like they did color code it, um, but I think within those pegs there was one that was like you know cut you ninety percent of the way and then ten percent of the way and the ones that are like a third, a third, a third or something like that. So I think you had to like. Be, position them which is why for ronnie she like screwed up because you had that one piece where she everything else wasn't balancing so she had to like you know she was in rough shape got it okay fair enough um okay then that that might be a puzzle then um so then in that case i yeah i I see the vision then for sylvia especially if she had like if she has multiple targets like she doesn't need to be 
dialed in on mm-hmm. Kellyanne. Like, there's no, I, I, we can, we'll get to it when we get to it. But when she says at the end, like, I was doing, I had such a good game and I made one wrong sabotage decision. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that yeah, we can, no. like, anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I was, we could get to that now. Yeah. I don't think her, there was no ro- one specific thing she did wrong. I think yeah. she just was in the majority alliance. The minority alliance happened to win and they happened to take a shot at her. I think, you know, they still see Sylvia as slightly weaker compared to Akela, just probably based off size um, in a specific thing or, or maybe past reputation. But I don't think there was anything Sylvia specifically did. She got a little unlucky that Kellyanne pulled this out. Um, and I think she was right. You know, Kellyanne did screw up the puzzle at the end. Like her nerves got to her a little bit. She knocked over the entire puzzle. Yeah. It, I don't think she could have predicted that somehow John A couldn't do the puzzle once when, um, Kellyanne seemingly did it twice and that Ronnie would have won if she knew that she had a puzzle uh, piece sitting in the center. So I think she did the, her thought process was totally fine. We saw a very similar thought process with who people called out the elimination. So I don't think you can give Sylvia any slack there. I think it was fine. The only thing I would give her slack for is if you're going to be so uh, out front before the daily about, oh, like almost like singing and dancing that you're giving it to Kellyanne. Like it is kind of a slap in the face then to give it to someone else. Um, so it, it is a little bit of social politicking and finessing that I think Sylvia could could work on a little bit when she's in positions of power. Yeah, no, it it, it is very, very it, it's super funny. Um, I like it where it's like, I'm going to sabotage you. No, you suck so much at this. Naturally, we're going right. to pivot. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. So, you know, so Kellyanne maybe played a long game by uh, throwing out that during her puzzle in the first couple episodes, uh, she, so she then, paid, it paid off later on. So wait, is Kelly Ann's I suck at puzzles the what MJ's knee could have been? Right. It's it's the mental equivalent of a bad yeah. knee. There yeah. we go. It's like, I could be really good or it could be really bad. You don't know what you're going to get, <laughs> which is kind of Kelly Ann's personality, I feel like, in a nutshell. You don't really know sometimes what you're going to get. So you kind of keep people on edge. Yeah, very true. Uh, so on the guy's side, um, you know, the, the moment we were talking, uh, something we were talking about in the beginning kind of plays here, where we see Nehemiah and Wes, there's, they didn't seem like that far far off in the in the paddleboarding, but apparently they were super far back. Yeah, and then we loved, got this, like, loved very, that editing. That was so yeah, funny. Yeah, we got this very funny scene about them, like, just kind of drifting off into the sunset, like, best friends going off together, and, you know, like, cheesy music playing in the background. And this is this is the vibes. This is the vibes of All-Stars, where they're yeah. about to lose. They're about to lose this daily, but you know what? They're not sweating it too much. They're just still going to have fun and laugh about it, and it's not, like, holding it so personal. And the edit plays that way, too, which which is, you know, it's something you need that levity sometimes in these shows. Yeah. No, that was great. Yep. So Brad, not really much of a contest. He smokes the puzzle, gets the win. Um, so Brad and Kellyanne uh, are the winners for, for the daily. Huzzah. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, when Kellyanne wins, this, this moment kind of comes back, which I guess this could almost be the moment that Sylvia can point to. Um, she says something to the effect of Kellyanne celebrating, very happy. She knows she probably would have gone into the elimination if she didn't win, but she did win. Um, and Sylvia says, when I win like that, uh, just fucking shoot me. And Naya <laughs> picks up on it, not happy. Um, Kellyanne finds out about it later. And if anything, I think this would probably be the moment that Sylvia can point to. Again, understanding that social grace and almost understanding you're always mic'd, basically. Like, you never know who's going to hear a comment you're saying, especially when you're at the Daily, when everyone is there. So just you got to be very careful sometimes with what you say in like these big public settings. Because we've seen other instances where people have popped off at uh, some type of, even if it's an innocent comment that Sylvia just happened to say out loud instead of in her head. So she's got to yeah. be more careful with that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good call. And I think, in a way, though, I think I think Sylvia definitely does not see that. The, the way she no. spoke to Kellyanne at the elimination would say to me that she does not care. No, I, yeah, she didn't really apologize for it. And I think she was like, she became aware of it. Like, Kellyanne said this to her like she she didn't take she didn't uh like this comment that sylvia said and she was still more focused on trying to come up with like a deal almost sylvia was and i think if she really understood where kellyanne's uh vitriol was coming from in this moment um i think she could have tried to you know apologize and say oh my anger just got the best of me yada 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 i I didn't mean that whatever i just come up with something to spin it where i I don't think she fully grasped how uh offended kellyanne was by that yeah 100 percent uh, so we get a birthday party. Um, here's a question. Whose birthday was it? Because I thought it was Nehemiah. He said his birthday, the first time ever his birthday was close. But then it seemed like John A and Kayla were wearing 
crowns and blowing out the candles. So who, whose birthday was it? Do you know? An exceptional question. I was, as you asked it, I was like opening my mouth to say, but whose birthday? So great. No fucking clue. There was no birthday singing, so we didn't get to see who was it focused on. Um, we only got the Nehemiah confessional. I don't think they gave John A. or Kayla a confessional, but they clearly were the ones blowing out the candles, so I think they take precedent. Um, and yeah. I also thought blowing out, I feel like blowing out candles is like kind of like done now, but I guess we're not. That's that's still back. Um, but yeah, they didn't really give any mention about who whose birthday was. I want to know. And what well, did they get to pick the theme of their own birthday? Was it just a collective theme? You know, we get so many other theme conversations you know it's a, if it's a three-person birthday party i feel like that could have been something we're talking about yeah speaking of i saw a funny meme the other day where or i don't know can you call the memes where there, it's just like a joke written out in text form posted on instagram but <laughs> i think so okay great. Maybe a, i think there might have to be a picture for it to be a meme that's i think so too anyway well i saw yeah. a joke that said um <laughs> Nobody likes being sung happy birthday and nobody likes singing happy birthday. So what the fuck are we doing? Correct. And like, right. I really no felt likes that. It. Yeah. I think you, you have to be an extreme extrovert to like it. I think to be sung. Yeah. Too. Cause I know for myself, I always feel hor- horrendously embarrassed, especially at a restaurant. Oh my, oh my God. God. Like blow my brains out when the, when the waiters come by. Um, I do think someone can really make a lot of money by coming up with a new birthday song. I feel like people have tried, but mm-hmm. th- nothing's really hit yet. So any aspiring musicians out there like will from america try to come up with a new happy birthday song that's not as painful as you know happy birthday like let's come up with something new i think we're dope 100 percent. i would i would be down for like maybe like a call and response chant um something less Mm. yeah i don't know because also happy birthday is a legitimately hard song to sing like the notes are hard right everyone yeah no one really puts their full effort into it it's always you know very monotone for the most part yeah um yeah so yeah we need something new um also so i also just like googled whose birthday was it and it's somebody th- somebody wrote because it's nehemiah's birthday and apparently a ton of other people's birthdays too <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was no one got closure on this we we, we didn't miss so, anything so this is like either like you know in school like the end of june or beginning of september where they just celebrate everyone's birthday in the summer all in one shot this was the oh summer God, birthday yes. collective i remember that so, poor them were you a summer birthday? Did that happen no, to you? I, I'm a I'm a holiday birthday, unfortunately. So mm. yeah. Yeah. I'm a February birthday, so I kinda get it all fine. But it's also February, so it sucks. So. Yeah, but yeah. I think that February is a month where you like need something fun. And so right. That's if, what I always told myself. Yeah, like if you like if you planned good parties, I feel like people would be like super like they'd be like, Thank you, thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, it did pay during COVID because I got to celebrate my 30th before COVID. And then. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Nice. Um, anything else before uh, the. Th- I mean, we saw Sylvia try to make a pitch, but like I said, nothing really happening because I don't think she really understand where Kellyanne's uh, animosity was coming from. Anything else uh, from the birthday party scenes that uh, you wanted to t- t- discuss? No, we can. All right. Eliminate so for it. The author- yeah. We'll get the, uh, the authority. Again, not much discussion. Brad 100% picks MJ. Um, the only discussion was if Kellyanne was going to pick Kayla or Sylvia. Um, they uh, pick Sylvia. How do you like the the reveal this season of people just going up to them and telling them? Do you wish? Do you like that, or do you like when they they put the names on the board or or something different? How how do you think that's worked this season? Good question. I I'm trying to think which has like the potential to be more dramatic. I kind of like the idea of you have to own your decision by facing mm-hmm. the person directly and not just yeah. hanging something on a board and then running and hiding and hoping they don't approach you later. Um, right. So I do, I do like that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, think, I, think it, that, I think I lean towards that. Yeah, I think it, it plays, it, it works better, especially when it's just the two people. When it's like a group of like six people all walking up to you, it's kind of like a little awkward. But when it's just like the one person, the, the man and the woman each making their individual decision, I like it. Because yeah, because like you said, it kind of cuts out the middleman of the person seeing their name on the board, and then they just go to the person to talk anyway. So let's let's just, you know, cut out that scene and just have the person talk. So yeah, I, I think it works. Do you, how do you think it would play if somebody did like a fake out? Like if Kellyanne had gone up to Kayla and been like, hey, Kayla. Um, I have Ooh. some news. Just kidding. Haha, <laughs> it's you, Sylvia. How do you think that That's would go? That's interesting. You know, I, I even the step layer that I wonder if I get they're probably not allowed to do this, but I wonder if they're allowed to lie and like if they're if 
Kellyanne's allowed to say, Kayla, you're going in. And then at the elimination, it's like, actually, just kidding. It was you, Kayla. Uh, it was you, Sylvia. I said they're probably not allowed to do that, but I think that, like, I think if they tried to do it, I think the producers might let them get away with it just because it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, I mean, that would be I, epic psychological warfare. Right, because everyone has to come prepared at the elimination anyway because someone's being called down. So it's not like, as it, you know, someone has to go get changed or whatever. Like, everyone has to be dressed. Yeah, so, and I, that's actually a step further than what I was going to ask you, which is, do you think they're required to tell them? Yeah, I think I think they probably are. I think so. Okay. Um, although I feel like in the first episode, it was kind of more of like, a, let's just show them respect. So we're going to go up to them. And I think everyone's just kind of followed that lead. So I don't know if this is how they always plan for it to play out. Um, but I think at this point, yeah, they have to go up and, and tell them. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. Um, so for the elimination this week, this one. So let with the change in the format, this really came into effect this week where uh, it was pretty clear that in some form, this elimination was in some form of a puzzle. It didn't turn out to be exactly a puzzle, but it was definitely a more mental uh, challenge as opposed to a physical challenge. So this, I, I think definitely changed both Sylvia and MJ's uh, mindsets where Sylvia chooses Naya and MJ chooses Derek, both, uh, definitely on the Derek side, viewed as uh, a weaker puzzle mental competitor. Uh, for I imagine for Naya, Sylvia just hasn't really seen her. I think she says she hasn't really seen her perform that well. I imagine if it was a physical thing, you wouldn't want to go against the size of Naya. But if it's a more mental thing, probably makes a little bit more sense. So uh, any qualms with any decision here from Sylvia or MJ? Uh, it, not a puzzle. Not It's not a puzzle. It's a mental cop. I would say it's a mental cop. Yeah, fair enough. But that's why I think I mean yeah, pick some like pick somebody who has trouble staying calm. That should be your goal here. That like right. somebody who doesn't have finesse or who panics. And that should be your goal over like who is bad at logic games. Yeah, so I I kind of that's why I do think they both made the right call especially i mean naya clearly didn't expect it at all so she wasn't prepared to go in not that it mattered obviously but she wasn't you know mentally prepared to go in and i think if you're looking at the the row of guys uh derek is clearly someone who has always struggled in in mental uh stuff before so i think he was definitely the right pick for mj um and then for sylvia i don't know who else like i think if you're going out their puzzle i think you know, Kellyanne would have maybe have been the pick if she was available, obviously, based off her past history, but she wasn't. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know who else she would have picked here. So I think Nia was probably the right move um, unless she wanted to go against someone from like her own trios alliance. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Ronnie perform an elimination. Uh, I, I don't think you would go after a Veronica. She's obviously not going after a Kayla. So I, I don't really know where else Sylvia would go here if yeah. it wasn't Nia. Fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that was so the challenge. Uh, it's a it's a vertical maze. Uh, you have to get the the pole with the there's stars on it. You have to get through a few checkpoints to get the star through. Um, there's three of them, and to pop the the pole free, and then you have to play a ve- a very weird game of billiards, basically, where yeah. you have to push the push the ball through the hole. Um, the one thing I liked about this uh muzzle uh puzzle puzzle slash maze uh was it really you really couldn't help the, like you could try to help but it it would be kind of challenging to kind of help from a distance uh in this type of thing which i think you know i i never mind when people help from the stands but um as little help as possible i think it it obviously makes it more fair um but i did like that you could try to help here but it wasn't as simple as like a math equation where you could just shout out the answer like it would be you really have to kind of do it yourself yeah yeah, I feel like Jordan was sort of trying. He was like, up, up. Trying. Right. You can say, like, oh, you're going the wrong way, or, like, you go this way, but you still, it is not as easy as, like, a, oh, this piece goes there, this piece goes there, this piece goes there. It's really, you have to finagle it on yeah. your own. Unless, uh, unless so. somebody from the side has, like, incredible eyesight and ability to mentally right. map. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Maybe we need, people need to start bringing, like, binoculars or something so they can get yeah. a clear shot of, uh, of where to go. But yeah, there, I, did, there I, did like be, I feel the, like there have got to be, like, stadium rules for elimination. Right. Like, no Zoom cameras, no binoculars, no laptops. Right. It would be funny if they, if they uh, had, like, stadium seating and each person in the elimination could pick, all right, who gets, like, the box seats and who's stuck in, like, the nosebleeds. So you could try to put yeah. someone who might help someone in the nosebleeds so they can't really help them. Uh, but put, like, your close friends in, that's like, a, the, that's the a, box that's seats actually, so they can help. 
Uh, that's actually a very interesting idea. It would be pretty fun. Because uh, you like to show you like, your cards, who you want to be near you or whatever. But yeah. yeah maybe, maybe All-Stars 4. They'll have uh, stadium seating. But what did you think of this, uh, this not puzzle maze? I mean, I, I, like a, I like this concept a lot. Um, I don't know that it worked for me as an elimination challenge. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm willing to suspend disbelief a little bit and just sort of accept that part of the challenge is luck of the draw of what mm-hmm. these things are week to week. And some weeks it's going to be highly physical and some weeks it's going to be a carnival game. And, right. and like, that's just part of the game. Um, exactly. I, I think that the most exciting part was the little billiard hit in terms of right. very, like in terms of what's going to happen right now. Um, and I do think, I do think remaining calm is a viable skill to test. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Especially with the billiards part. Cause yeah. you can see for Derek, um, he was definitely getting frustrated, but I do think he was holding his calm. He wasn't, he didn't seem to be getting so outwardly uh, flustered with how much he was struggling. I think he must have tried like you know, seven, eight, nine times. Um, and I, I think it was Mark who pointed out or uh, whoever it was that uh, every time Derek would go and get the ball, he would where his foot was kind of, be placed he would create kind of like a divot i think he said divot like a thousand times yeah it'd be a divot right in front of the hole which would kind of you know push the ball in a certain direction so i i the way they were talking that up i did think that all of that mj might have had a shot here or at least maybe like one shot and maybe you would miss and then Derek would win but i did think uh mj would get even closer than than he did which is how much Derek was struggling with that portion yeah yeah very much the, uh, with how much they were pointing out the divots why didn't anyone like yell out to Derek like hey Derek why don't you flatten out the sand I feel like that's like a very simple adjustment you could just do unless you're not allowed to maybe that's part of the rules you can't touch the sand in front of the, the hole but if you could I don't know why take two seconds and just like flatten it out yeah to- great question that would have been very helpful feedback because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen people yell out feedback before obviously many times so oh, uh, yeah. uh, unless, unless it was just in the rules where you can't touch the sand which is very possible Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know why that wouldn't uh, I've been discussed, but uh, Derek wins. Um, so he gets MJ's three stars. So Derek is now up to four. Um, any thoughts that what you think the stars are going to mean? Because obviously they're going to play. It's going to be in the final for yeah. sure, whatever it is. Um, what What do you think it's, it, it could possibly be? So I think the simplest answer is it could be their like start times. Right. Mm. Like you get to start the run a little earlier or like, you know, you get this many seconds like deducted from your total time, things like that. Right. Right. Do you think it could be like how many sabotages they have to use on others? That's really good. I think that that's a good idea Um, because they do they do love to bring like the theme from a season into the final, like whenever they have the draw. They'll bring the draw back into the final. They'll do stuff like that. So I, I think that's that's a really good call. I think it could be that you get um each star represents a sabotage you can use on another person. I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense. Um and then I, I just hope the sabotages aren't that intense. Um, because again, I just don't like that they don't know what it means. Cause if they knew what it meant, then they would specifically be going for stars or going after people with stars. I just don't like that they don't know. So I hope that Whatever it is, I hope it's not so insurmountable to either like if it's a positive for Derek or a negative for other people. I don't want it to be so monumental that it really can sway the balance of the final. Agreed. Yeah. And I wonder if I, I to further that goal, I would like to restrict how many they can put on one person. Right. right like right, you right. can't use yeah. all you can't use all your you can't spend all your money in one place. Right. Right. And we, I wonder if it's like for each yeah, each checkpoint, you could put it on one person, but you can't put it on the same person twice. Something yeah. like that. Um, I think that 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 could work because that way um, it gives people time to overcome. And then it's like still decisions of like, OK, which which activity do I want to give this person to sabotage on? Um, and so there is some like, strategy and thought process. It's not as like a straightforward as like, um, but it, it could just be the time thing. Like you said, it could just be, OK, you get an extra, you know, each star represents a uh, 30 second head start or something like that. So uh, it could be something as simple as that. But I, I think your sabotage idea makes a lot of sense uh, in the final. 
So yeah. So we say goodbye to MJ and Sylvia. Uh MJ goes out kinda kinda uh boring. Not, not much of a show when he gets limited. Sylvia is very upset about uh Kellyanne and Patrick M. Yeah. I know we love a messy queen, but should Sylvia has been had been as mad as she was. Maybe it was uh just for TV or to share her spot for next season, but Kellyanne putting her in felt a hundred percent reasonable. Yeah, so what did you make of Sylvia? Still so visibly very upset at, at Kellyanne on her even on her way out the door. Yeah, great question. So I, I I had the same thought as you, whereas like, is is this just kind of building a narrative that can be a an arc through multiple seasons? Mm-hmm. And yeah. my, I would guess, yeah, I, I lean towards that, frankly. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so. I think there's probably like a little bit of like true, you know, you just got beat. Person just sent you in, you're upset about, but you're also gonna play it up a little bit uh, on your way out the door. Because I mean, this uh, this isn't Sylvia's first radio. She knows what makes good TV, and you know what the producers would want in this type of moment. So I think she probably played it up a little bit, but still baked in of a little bit of true animosity because it just seems like whatever Kellyanne does like just rubs Sylvia the wrong way and there for people that you know everyone has someone in their life that's like that which doesn't matter what they do is gonna piss you off so oh, for sure you know very much responsible for you going home we're just gonna uh add to that tenfold so I do think there was some animosity there but then also you know play it up a little bit for the camera flip her off say still you know it is personal all that stuff on your way out the door yeah and I think that's on brand for Sylvia like I feel like we've seen this from her before totally totally absolutely so there we go so we're at episode seven next week next week as they mentioned the final sabotage week uh with the final right after that any any predictions who who do you think uh is going to take it home for the men and the women right now oh good question um i feel like the i mean i feel like the finals have such uh, such opportunity to not be correlated it's not correlated always right with who actually Mm -hmm. performed throughout the season so it's hard to say i mean i think in terms of well-rounded players wes is hard to beat if he wes and jordan are the are the tricky ones right where right like unless somebody gets them out they're i think the biggest threats yep yeah i mean we've seen brad do very well in these dailies but he's not as well round. Like yeah. if, it's, if the final is very much a physical type thing, then Brad has a great chance. But once we get into like the very quirky special skill checkpoints of a puzzle or even a carnival game or stuff like that, where it seems like West or Jordan, West or Jordan have those, like, these innate abilities to do these things very well. Um, it does put them at, I would say a considerable edge above everyone else. But I mean, Brad, Mark, Derek, they've all won before. Um, it's been a very quiet season for Nehemiah. We have again haven't heard him a lot from him, but he did very well in the final last season as well. So, it I would say that for the men's, it it, it is very much up for grabs. Um, with I think West, like you said, West and Jordan, I would say as the two favorites. Yeah, uh, which we kind of felt going into the season that they were kind of the more well-rounded players, and you kind of your best chances to get them out in a in a, an elimination. And here they both still are. Yeah, and I'll be excited to see if he gets there, which. I, I, I don't know who the men are going to kind of target. Actually, Jordan might go in next week. That is sort of my prediction. But right. um, yeah, I, I wonder, I, I would be interested to see Mark perform in a final. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And then uh, for the women, any, I mean, we have John A looking to win back to back. Kellyanne. Um, I think I would say Kayla has to be odds on favorite, right? Right. Yeah, I think Kayla's in a good spot. I think um, we finally see Naya perform decently here in Elimination. She hasn't really done much at all this season, so it'd be tough to see her winning. Yeah, Ronnie, we also haven't seen. She, uh, you know, couldn't do that puzzle here, so that's a tough look. But yeah, I think Kayla uh, look, is looking very strong. Kayla's looking very strong um, this whole season, so I, I think that's you know very much in play for her. Yeah. So there we go. We are. All-Stars 3, getting closer to the final. And now, yeah, so that's, let's shift it to the Challenge CBS because uh, some news came out. I think they came out with what, all the cast photos this week. I think there was a trailer. Oh, um, I haven't seen the trailer. I, I literally just was, I just checked. I, like, I'm like i not on social media as often as I used to be with work. And so I went on Instagram mm-hmm. and I saw Ben's post. I was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it was just like a quick 15 second trailer. Maybe it wasn't a full, okay, like a teaser. A full like two minute trailer. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a teaser. Um, but yeah, so so this is very exciting. I mean, we've we've kind of talked about Ali and I. Uh, it's coming up June 6th premiere. July. Um, it's the, July. I'm sorry, July 6th <laughs> premiere. Um, June 6th already happened. Um, this just it just it is so bizarre. This feels like the type of thing that people like. Oh, I have a dream casting for the challenge that this is what they should do. And I just it's just crazy that this is actually happening. Like I know Survivor and Big Brother people have obviously been on uh, the challenge proper, but to see it like in this universe with this many of them and all like, the Love Island people still and to see the names like to see like Tyson and Sarah Lucina and like Derek X from Big Brother it's just crazy to see these people interacting with TJ it's it's going to be a very very surreal especially in the premiere it's going to be very surreal to see these worlds all colliding with each other so here's the thing though so because there are no so I like I said I saw Ben's picture then went to the challenge Instagram first of all did you know that Kayla right now is like the landing image for the challenge Instagram that's like a little weird anyway whatever so Mm -hmm. um I then ascertained that there are no challenge like there are no challenge people on this right right so the, this was the, the whole this whole uh, thing was dropped a few and months it's ago. airing on it's CBS con- which I know is it's right. all owned so by con- Paramount like I get it but like right interesting it's very odd and what's interesting is I don't think Love Island's even a CBS show anymore I think it's not even a part of their property but yes um, it is so what do you mean <laughs> I thought it was there is it now not on CBS anymore I thought it was on like uh, some other show, some other network is it still on CBS well Love, Love Island US hasn't like re-aired so I don't know hmm well, I think it was like not part of their network of shows anymore. I thought like Matt Lagoura told me that. I don't know. I, I, I have to bone up on my Love Island people before this starts. But it has uh, the, 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 so, of the two seasons that have aired, both have been on CBS. They're pro- so like mm. the sh- the network that produces the show is not necessarily the network that exhibits the show. And so like CBS exhibits Love Island, even though it is produced by the British company ITV. Got it. Okay. A little inside baseball. All right. Baseball. So then it starts. There we go. Um, I was just quickly looking. Uh, yeah, it is still part. Okay, never mind. All right, so I take that back. But so like this, this kind, of, this show is not like the way this uh, channel CBS is working. For anyone that might might also might not be fully aware, is there is also versions of this happening. I think in our Argentina. Um, I think there's a UK and an, an Australia, and basically all those versions have people from those uh, countries, whatever. Uh, other reality shows from those countries and the winners from all four of these shows are then going to compete again in a new season i think it's like the challenge like world series basically is what they're calling so it's like this four season extravaganza where each of these winners are going to compete against each other so that's why there's no challenge proper people on it because this is kind of like its own separate tournament so i don't know like maybe some of these people will then make the jump uh, to challenge proper but like this is like its own little like world cup bubble where you have like this one airing on CBS and I don't think the international ones are even going to be on Paramount Plus I think they're only available like in those countries and if, I guess if you have like a, a VPN or like a, some of their streaming maybe you could pick it up but I don't think they're going to be accessible within the US so then like the winners of those seasons are then going to compete in the show then I'm assuming it I think it'll be on CBS then I think on CBS more than one person must be winning from each there must be like a group win yeah. right I think so I think it's like there might be a winner but I think like maybe this is just complete guessing I think maybe like the top four or something like that from each of these things will compete against each other yeah. so I don't, but I, th- I think there will be like a decided winner, but I think like maybe whoever makes the final or whatever, then go on to like the new the championship round or something. Interesting. Like that. So, yeah. So that's the challenge CPS. Great. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think, I do think this is like going to get some crossover appeal, especially, uh, you know, hard of the summer. That's good timing. I, I, I hope they are, well, obviously they can't do it, uh, It'll be right after Big Brother on Wednesday nights, so they'll mm. have that feed air, uh, which is good. As MTV sometimes love, not sometimes they love to go up against a Survivor or Big Brother, so I think to have it right after it will play pretty well, especially since there are a lot of Big Brother yeah. people on. I think there are five BB twenty three people, let alone other seasons, but like just from the last season, I think there are five people on it, um, and they really went to like some of the the deep roller decks for some of the Survivor people. A lot of the winners of War people are on it. Um, so I, I, this could be very interesting. Uh, I have no idea what to expect. Um, I saw something about them having bank accounts 
before like with the season starts. So I think they're gonna get a little experimental with some of the rules, which which I like. I think Jones does does do that a lot, uh, trying to mix things up. So I, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we'll have a couple week break uh, when All Stars ends in two weeks before July six mm-hmm. when Challenge CBS starts. But um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. It's interesting that the so. It's interesting that the number of um, people per show is different. In terms of like the number of big, big, uh, big brother yeah. people. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. That's an interesting dynamic where like the big brother alliance is inherently the biggest one. And so it's like, right. oh shit, you know, it, it, that's just like such an immediate starting advantage. It's almost like can Love Island, who can pull the three random amazing race people? Because whoever gets them wins. Right. Or or they'll just come together and be like, let's get out the Amazing Race people first. Right, exactly. (laughs) Then we'll uh, go from there. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of see this, you know, it's like like Survivor when they do full returning seasons, we get like, you know, four people from a certain season. And sometimes that could be a huge edge or sometimes, you know, they're going to be targeted early. So, you know, uh, a lot of these people have also, I'm sure, like all met each other already because this is how interconnected like the CBS universe is. I'm sure like they've been to each other's finales and after parties and stuff like that. So I think for a number of people, they're not even just meeting each other for the first time. Like I would imagine like someone already friends with each other crossing over shows. So I I hope they give something. I will say something that's like who might know each other. What I think is a little interesting is that like at least for the survivor people, like I, I can't speak to all of them, but like those are people who like aren't really in the scene. Yeah, I mean, like Desi doesn't. Like, like, De- I can speak for Desi and Ben. Like they're not like hanging out with Survivor people or Big Brother people, right? Yeah, it is. It is very interesting who got the call and how this all uh, played yeah. out. Yeah, I, I would love to see like a documentary of the behind the scenes of like how they were deciding so who, like, who was going to be. I, I mean, I texted both of them last night, and Ben was like, "Did you get the call?" And I'm like, "No." CBS doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, they're missing out. That would be great. That would be great. But it was interesting. So they didn't even put any of the people that have been on Challenge Proper from these shows, like uh, uh, Michelle Fitzpatrick, Fitzgerald, uh, obviously the the Josh Jay. and Fessy and all of them. Jay, like all of them are, I guess they were deemed not eligible. I guess if you were on uh, like Michaela, um, I guess if you were on Challenge Proper, you are ineligible for Challenge CBS. Yeah gotta be so cole is somebody who has been in the hopper for challenge proper a couple times and Mm. um i wonder if he's a little bummed right yeah i would imagine after this series i I think some people will be part of some of the regular casting i would imagine some people this is just like a one and done thing like um yeah like for a bandry i can't imagine he's like you know popping up in like you know brazil for challenge 40 yeah um but uh, for some other people, I think, you know, this could be part of like, a, you know, the next layer of uh, where they go. Because really everyone, everyone goes to the challenge. Like that's, that, that is where all these reality TV shows funnel towards at this point. Yeah, it's so, wild. Uh, if you can go there. But yeah, so any, any final thoughts about anything? No, I'm thoughtless. All right. I think we covered it all. This was fun. It was a lot of fun. Always. Uh, swap out one lawyer, bring in another. It- Lawyers Alliance sticks together. Yeah, there's gonna no one's gonna be no, notice a difference. You shouldn't. You should have just introduced me as Ali. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> See if people pick uh, up so on it. Where can uh, <laughs> yeah? Where can uh, people keep up with you? Uh, uh, what other podcasts you working on? What, what where can people catch? Yeah, you? so I um I do a podcast called Finding Mr. Height with my friend Ali. Not this one, a different one. And <laughs> you only interact with yeah, Ali. literally though, and. Yeah, so she and I used to work together and she is now like got really big on TikTok. And so I basically convinced her to let me be a part of it via podcast. And um, so, yeah, that's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, And her Instagram is Finding Mr. Height. That's the name of the show. And then also my the Instagram that I have associated with that is uh, Rourke's Kitchen, where I document the food that I cook largely. (laughs) Great. I think. And I think the the other uh, Allie, this Allie, was on a episode last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, right? so she did the Patreon with me. So if anybody after listening to this wants to pay seven dollars to hear that and also other things from me and the non challenge podcast Allie, um, they're free to go mm-hmm. to our Patreon. Um, well, they're not. They're free right. to go to the web URL. Right. But the free <laughs> right. part ends right. there. Right, right, right. 
right 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 but yeah it's very exciting stuff um we will ali and i will be back next week for episode seven work thank you so much for joining this was so much fun until then have a good one bye